Good morning, Warehouse family. Um, it's a pleasure to be back here with you, sharing and this teaching of the summer series, This is Jesus. The purpose of this series, as Pastor Matt has outlined, is to remind us who are believers who Jesus is and to be able to introduce him to others. And we're looking at seven ways that Jesus has identified himself. We've looked at I'm the vine, I'm the good shepherd, I'm the light of the world. And today we're going to be looking at Jesus' statement when he said, I am the true vine. The section of scripture that we're going to be looking at together is John 10, verses 1 to 10. And before we jump into the word, I want to just give you a little bit of background about that scripture, just kind of leading up to the words that Jesus is going to speak and, and that we need to receive in our hearts today. In John chapter 7, Jesus was attending one of the fall festivals known as the Festival of Tabernacles. That was the festival where they would live in booths to remember the wilderness wandering of the children of Israel. While there, he taught in the temple and he was confronted by the religious leaders as he often was. At the end of that chapter, we see a great confrontation between Jesus and the religious leaders. And he says, before Abraham was, I am claiming himself to be the Messiah. They took up stones, were ready to stone him. And it says, Jesus then left the temple. Now that's really important because he leaves the temple. Now he's on the outskirts of the temple and he meets someone in his uh, journey that has also been cast out of the temple for his physical condition. And this was the man that was born blind from his birth. Blind people, uh, the lame could not enter into the courts of the temple. They were made to dwell on the outside of the temple. Many times that's where they were to beg. And so Jesus meets this man born blind. And it's a wonderful, beautiful story where Jesus anoints his eyes with spittle and clay, and he tells him to go wash in the pool of Siloam. The man goes and does that. His, his sight is restored. He comes back tremendously praising God, and he doesn't really know who Jesus is at this time. Well, Jesus kind of is out of the scene for a period of time, and the religious rulers begin to question this man who was healed. And they said, well, who did this? What kind of man would do this on the Sabbath? He said, I don't know where you're getting off on saying he would be a bad man for doing good on the Sabbath. He says, I believe he's a prophet of God. And they said, who are you to teach us? So they called his parents and his parents were afraid that they put him out of the synagogue, them out of the synagogue. If they came to the defense of their son, all they would say is, I know my son was born blind and now he sees and I really don't know how it happened. And so the man again confronts the Pharisees and they get upset and they, and they expel him from the synagogue. So now this man has been double cast out, cast out of the courts of the temple, cast out of the local synagogue. And Jesus meets him again and Jesus said, do you know who it is who healed you? He said, no, I, I, I want to know. And he said, you know, it is I, the Messiah. And he reveals himself to this blind man. And the blind man places his faith in Christ. 
And so it was a wonderful opportunity of seeing Jesus heal and bring this man to faith in Christ. And of course, that always gathers the crowd. And Jesus always liked using these crowds as an opportunity to teach a lesson. So Jesus uses this opportunity to teach a very important lesson. He chose to talk about three things, sheep, shepherds, and the sheepfold. And to be honest, when uh, I was asked to do this, this uh, topic, I had never preached on this uh, section of scripture before. I preached around it. I had quoted some verses in it, but I never really studied this section of scripture alone in preparing a message. And so I, I was really intrigued about this thing about sheep, shepherds, and the sheepfold. Now to the Jews who were both farmers and shepherds, this was a very familiar thing to talk about. In the book of Psalms 100 verses 1 to 4, we read these words. Shout with joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with singing with joy. Acknowledge that the Lord is God. He made us and we are his. Now listen to this. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Go into his courts with praise. Notice you're entering in somewhere. You're going with a purpose. Give thanks to him and praise his name. So as we see this whole setup that Jesus is giving them, and he now draws their attention to a local sheepfold. He looks at them, and in verse 7 of John 10, he reads, and he says, Most assuredly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. So now this morning, as we look at the role of the sheepfold, the doorkeeper and the shepherd, and we as the sheep, will discover the significance of this statement when Jesus said, I am the door of the sheep. And I want to look at four aspects of Jesus being the door of the sheep this morning. And so the first thing I want to talk about is Jesus is the door of protection. Boy, we need this word in these days of, of crisis. In these days where we're walking around having to wear masks, not wondering what news we're going to receive day after day, a virus that we can't see but is just still growing rapidly, social unrest in all of our cities, we need to know that we have a protector. Verses 1 and 2 of John 10, 1 to 2. Jesus said, Most assuredly I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs up some other way, the same as a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. Now we've already looked at the theme, Jesus is our good shepherd in John 10, 11. Here's what a shepherd would do. A shepherd who had local fields in the area and had their sheep out during the day, at night he would bring his sheep into the sheepfold. The gatekeeper would open up the door. He would allow a sheep to go in there and they would close the door so the sheep were kept safely during the night while the shepherd would go to his home and rest. Wake up the next morning, he'd come to the door, he would call the sheep by name, and he would lead the sheep back out to pasture, and this would repeat. So a shepherd would bring his sheep at night for protection. Jesus is our protector. Jesus is the door of protection in our lives. A good shepherd always entered in through the door. It says a thief or a robber climbed in some other way. And so the gatekeeper watched the gate and the door so that no thief or robber would enter in. And he only knew 
that it was the true shepherd because he had met him before, he knew him, and most importantly, listen to this, the sheep knew his voice. If he called to the sheep and none of the sheep came, he would know that he was a false shepherd. In these days of uncertainty, isn't it wonderful to realize that Jesus is our protector? I love that. I, I don't fear going out into public. I, I wear my mask and, and I do that for two reasons. One, because I think it's a wise thing to do. Secondly, because I want to show my love toward other people and that I care about their health. But after I've done all those things, I don't fear going out into the public square because I know that Jesus is my protector. In John, in, in John he tells us that, and in Psalms, he reinforces that. In Psalms 121, verses 5 to 8, he says, The Lord is your keeper. Notice, again, that context of the shepherd, the doorkeeper, and the sheepfold. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve you from all evil. He shall preserve your soul. The Lord shall preserve your going out and your coming in from this time forth, even forevermore. Notice the shepherd brought the sheep in in the day, in, in right before the nighttime, and then he would come up and lead them out safely in the daytime. And here it is the Lord preserving us, protecting us, our going out and our coming in every day, every morning. We can wake up with assurance that Jesus Christ is our door to protection. He is our protector. He is the one who watches over us and preserves us from all evil. The second thing we want to look at this morning is that Jesus is the door of guidance. In John 10 verse 3, we read these words, to him the doorkeeper opens and the sheep hear his voice and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. Now we have two important people in this uh, verse. We have the doorkeeper and we have the shepherd. And of course, there are the sheep. Now the doorkeeper opens to the true shepherd and he knows it's the true shepherd because the shepherd calls to his sheep and the sheep hears his voice and now he leads them out. Now who is the doorkeeper? Well, I read and studied about this and there are a lot of different opinions. Some people believe that the doorkeeper referred to the Jewish religious leaders who kept the children of Israel out of the true sheepfold of Israel and of faith in Christ. But may I suggest to you this morning uh, that I believe it's an illustration of both the Father and the Holy Spirit. Why do I say that? In John 6, we read when Jesus says, No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him, and I will raise him up on the last day. Now we know that the Father draws us by the Holy Spirit. When we're born again by the Spirit, we're given a new heart and a new spirit, and we're given a new ability to hear the voice of the shepherd, Jesus. And verse 10, chapter 10, verses 4 to 5 says, And when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him. Why? Because they know his voice. Verse 5, Yet they will by no means follow a stranger, but will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. I'm facing things in my life, and I know you are too. Well, I just don't know what to do. And I'm so thankful that 
When Jesus saved me, he not only saved me, but he placed his Holy Spirit within me. And he gave me spiritual eyes to see, spiritual ears to hear, and a spiritual heart to understand. And he is my guide. He's my shepherd. He leads me. He goes before me. I hear his voice clearly. He, he leads us through the pathways of life. As the door of the sheep, Jesus is not only our guide, he's our faithful guide. Psalm 23, you know the first two verses. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Why? Because he makes me lie down in green pastures. And it says he leads me beside still waters. He leads me. He goes before me. There's nothing in my life I have to face alone. There's nothing in my life I have to face that Jesus is not always aware of. And he knows the path that we're to take. And he guides us through that path. And I love this. He never stops doing that. As we grow older, from infancy to the day that we walk into glory, in Isaiah 46, verse 4, it says, Even to your old age, I am he. Even to your gray hairs, I will carry you. I've made you and I will bear you. Even I will carry and I will deliver you. The Lord Jesus Christ is the door of guidance for your life. Number three, Jesus is the door of salvation. He's our Lord and Savior. Now in verses 10, uh, verses 6, chapter 10, verses 6 to 7, it says Jesus used this illustration of the sheepfold, the shepherd, the doorkeeper, but it says they didn't understand the things which he spoke to them. Then Jesus said to them again, and here's where we get our key phrase, most assuredly I say to you, I am, he said, the door of the sheep. You know, it takes a revelation from God through the Holy Spirit to understand that Jesus is the only door. To enter in the sheepfold, to have a relationship with God, God, we, we can't know that on our own. You don't, you don't receive that through, through book, book learning or through going to school or through receiving a degree. You receive salvation when there's an unveiling, a revelation from heaven into your heart through the Holy Spirit. And that revelation is, is that he's the only door. You may be searching in your life. You may be wondering if you can find purpose and hope if you're on the right path, I want to tell you there's only one door. There's only one protector. There's only one guide, and it's Jesus Christ. John 1, 10 to 13 says, He was in the world. The world was made through him, and the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own did not receive him. But as many as received him, oh, to them he gave the right to become the children of God. To those who believed in his name, who were born, listen to this, not of blood, not of the will of the flesh, not of the will of man, but they were born of God. You see, there was a revelation in their lives where they came to know that Jesus was the only door. Now, while many dismiss that door and still dismiss that door today, those who are called by his name, who hear his voice, they enter in through the door. They walk in his goodness and mercy. They abide in his care. Verse 8 of John 10, Jesus said, All whoever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear him. But listen, the sheep hears Jesus, the sheep who are called, the sheep who received the gift of salvation through faith in Christ. And that is the person who has the assurance that no matter where they go, they have the faithful shepherd 
as their Lord and Savior. A Lord is someone who rules and reigns. A Lord is someone who takes care and guides and directs. In Psalm 23, verses 4 to 6, it says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you, you are with me. Your rod, your staff, they comfort me. And then at the end, it says, Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I remember an old track from when I was in the Jesus movement that was created by Calvary Chapel, and it had this verse, and it had two dogs. One was named Goodness, the other was named Mercy, and it was nipping at the heels of the new believer in Christ. <laughs> I want to tell you, when you receive that knowledge that Jesus is the only door of salvation, that he alone is our Lord and Savior, then you are assured that you have him to walk with you through all of the valleys of life and that you will make it to the end with goodness and mercy and you will spend the rest of your days dwelling in the house of the Lord forever. Jesus is the door of salvation. And finally, when he said, I am the door of the sheep, I want to focus on this, that Jesus is the door of provision. In John 10, 9, it says, I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved. But notice, not just saved, but he will go in and out and find pasture. Now for a, a sheep and for a group of sheep, they need two things to survive. They need the water that they drink and they need the grass that they eat. And with those two things, they have everything they need. Jesus is saying, I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved. You'll receive the washing of regeneration, a change of your heart and life. <coughs> the Lord Jesus will come into your life and change. But he'll not only do that, he will take you out and help you find pasture. Now, many times we ask in life, how are we going to make it? How are we going to make it financially? How are we going to make it emotionally? How are we going to make it spiritually? It's through Jesus, the door of provision for our lives. He'll get us through this trial. He'll help make ends meet. He'll tell us what to do. Now, he stands before us as this open door, but we have an adversary. And we're in a battle. The enemy of our soul, Satan, does not want us to enter in through the door. He does not want us to go out and find pasture. He's coming to do three things all the time. John 10.10 10 says it. The thief does not come except to steal and kill and to destroy. But I've come that they may have life and they may have it more abundantly. I love that. Jesus didn't just come to give us life so we can eke out an existence. Jesus came so we could live an abundant life, an overflowing life, a joy-filled life, a life that's, that's endued with power from on high, a life where we know that we know that we are kept by the power of God. He stands before us as his open door, and when we stand in Christ, he'll lead us out to pasture, and I want to tell you, his rod and his staff they will comfort us because they will help us overcome the power of the enemy.
He alone will provide us victory over the thief. Sometimes I face difficulty in my life when it feels like the enemy's attacking my resources. And I will pray very sincerely and say, Lord, these are your resources. Will you rebuke the devourer from trying to devour that which you have placed in my trust? And God has been faithful. As I have grown to understand the importance of tithing and of giving of offerings, of honoring God with my first fruits, God has always honored our life, Karen's and mine and our families, with provision. He's provided He's provided open doors of opportunity. He's provided open doors of financial blessing. He's provided open doors of understanding, open doors of connections in ministry. He alone is my provider. He is the Lord God who provides, Jehovah Jireh. Now, I love this in the victory that we have in Christ. In 1 Corinthians 15, 56 to 58, Paul writes in these closing verses, he says, you know, the sting of death is sin. And isn't that the greatest thing we need provision over to victory over is, is the, the sting of death? And he says, the strength of sin is the law. If we try to just uh, reach God on our own, we're always going to be overcome by the strength of sin and, and we're going to be defeated. But Paul cries out, he says, thanks be to God who gives us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved, now notice this, because of the provision of victory, because he's given us this victory, he says, therefore, my beloved, be steadfast, be immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. At the beginning of the year, I had great hopes of launching the new ministry that the Lord had helped us envision and develop with Fourscore Mission Press. There were great plans ahead. There was going to be a booth at, at Foursquare Connection in May where I'd be able to talk with pastors, an introduction to district supervisors all over the region. And all of that came to a screeching halt with COVID-19. All of a sudden, here were all the things I'd worked the whole previous year on. From May until the beginning, around end of February this year, expecting to launch, expecting all of these things to fall into place, travel plans made, opportunities and connections, appointments made, and then boom, COVID-19 hits, everything shuts down, every opportunity to launch the ministry shut down. I said, Lord, what in the world are you doing? I felt like the enemy was stealing everything from me. I felt like I was on a stationary bike, having worked all of this time, going nowhere. And then I remembered, therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast and movable, always abound in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain. I said, I've been given lemons. I'm going to make some lemonade. I said, I've been given closed doors. I'm going to knock and I'm going to seek God for his open door. Revelation says, he opens doors that no man can shut. He shuts doors that no man can open. He is the door of the sheep. And so as I began to pray, he began to give me connections and wisdom and opportunities. And I began to talk to people I'd never talked to before. And we're having new things that we're de developing and, and dreaming of and things that I would never have thought of before. Have I launched yet? Are things really going wonderfully yet? No, but we're in process. And I know that I'm in his hands. 
You see, brothers and sisters, we do not need to fear. He is the door of the sheep. So this morning, I want to ask you this. You know you're called to life. You know you're called to life abundantly. And maybe right now you're feeling I'm closed in my home. Maybe my vacation's been canceled. My plans have been canceled. I'm tired of wearing a mask. I'm tired of waiting for this thing to be over. I'm tired of not being able to see my parents. I'm tired of not being able to go to this state because I'm at the quarantine for 14 days. I'm tired of this whole thing. Lord, what am I going to do? Do you need protection in your life today? Do you need God's guidance in your life today? Maybe you're listening and you've never received that revelation that Jesus is the only door, the only way to know God the Father through Jesus Christ is the only way to be saved and to receive the Holy Spirit a new life and abundant life and everlasting life, eternal life. Or maybe this morning you're lacking provision. Maybe it's financially. Maybe you're still unemployed because of this crazy COVID-19. You're wondering, what do I do when the, uh, the payments that I'm getting for unemployment dry up? What do I do if my industry closes down? Where do I go next? And you don't know where to turn. May I say to you, all you have to do is enter through the door, the open door, the door of the sheep, and the door is Jesus he is the door of protection. He is the door of guidance. He is the door of salvation. And he is the door of provision. Dear one, if you've never, ever, ever gone through that door, he's knocking right now. He's ready to open his door to you. And all you have to do is open your door to him. That's what repentance is. You turn from trusting in anything else and you turn to trusting only in Him. So if you're listening and you've never done that before in your life, just pray this prayer with me. Say, Dear Jesus, I realize now for the first time in my life that you are the door of the sheep. And I want to be one of your sheep. I want to hear your voice. I want you to come into my life to forgive me of my sin." To give me the privilege of being a child of God the Father. A daughter and a son of the Father. I want you to be my protector. I want you to be my guide. I want to surrender to you as my Lord. And I want to know you as Jehovah Jireh, my provider. The God who provides for me. I pray this and I ask this in faith in Jesus Christ who died and rose again from the dead. In Jesus' name, amen. If you did that for the very first time this morning, then we want you to reach out to us. Please reach out to us through twfc.info, the warehouse twfc.info. If you're a believer and, and you're just been at the edge of the cliff, you've been holding on to the last string of your rope, then, then all you need to do is cry out to him again. Do you need his protection? Do you need his guidance? Do you need salvation? You know, to assurance of your salvation, do you need provision? He is the door of the sheep. He is your door. And the father stands as a doorkeeper. And he stands to invite you into the sheepfold. 
to receive all that you need so you can always abound in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Well, I pray that you'll meditate on this scripture this morning. I pray that it will stick with you through the week. I pray that you'll be blessed. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. And may the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and grant you his peace. God bless you. God bless you. In Jesus' name.